cold house when you can enjoy the warmth of a fireplace, wood stove, and comfy, cozy home. Call Black Goose Chimney Service and visit blackgoose.net. Welcome back to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football, presented by GW Danville. Cavaliers on the move from right to left. GW will defend left to right. So Cavaliers working toward the Sabre Stadium parking lot near Jefferson Forest High School and away from the scoreboard. JF3, GW nothing. Second and eight for JF. Snap, misdirection, handoff. Calkins follows blockers. Dragged forward for a gain of maybe two. We'll call it a pickup of two up to the 39. And it'll be third and a long six coming up for JF. They need to get past their own 45 to convert here on third down. The GW Danville defense headed in there. Four, three defense. Those front seven really have done a fairly good job trying to maintain uh, the running ability of the Cavaliers put him in this third long seven right here. Josiah Bell out of the shotgun, calling to his left. Bell drops back, floats it across the middle, and skying for it and dropping it, Sam Hammersmith. He would have been about two yards shy of the first down. He dove from the 45 down to the 44, and it's incomplete. So three and out go to the JF Cavaliers offensively, and they'll kick it back to GW despite JF nursing this 3-0 advantage, 44 seconds into the second quarter. Yeah, a little outside comeback route right there. Six yards deep, it was in front of the sticks. And then I feel like the throw was a little bit late, a little bit off off the mark right there. Made it tough to catch. Sechi puts his right foot into it. It's a line drive kick, and it drives Bridges back to the 22. Up to the left side, Ashmark, 27. He's hit by three Cavalier defenders. Finally pushed back inside the 20 to the 17, but they're going to give him forward progress to the 26, 27-yard line, and that's where the Eagles will begin their second drive of this game. Good job right there by the coverage team. Punt team getting downfield right there and closing in for a minimal return on that after a decent punt, uh, getting that ball by Sechi down the field. GW, they're going to start at their own 23 on the left hash mark. Is JF showing a four-man front, three down linemen and a pitch over to the right side, trying to get out of the backfield. Bridges breaks one tackle at the 20 and then up to the 23. Correction, that was Glenn as Jaden Glenn pushed out of bounds at the line of scrimmage. And it was Raekwon Blake as well as Luke Calkins in on the stop. Well, I tell you what made that play was Slade Kazee right there. He was he was not going to get blocked by the offensive tackle right there. And he did not get reached. He did a great job pushing up field. And that really took the running back. A little bit deeper and a little bit wider than he probably initially wanted to go. And that allowed the defense to converge on that and make the tackle. Neo Cabell looks thicker than the six-foot, 175-pound frame. Takes the shotgun snack on second and 10. Floats it left side. Breaking a tackle, 25. Running into his own man at the 30 is Glenn. And up to the 35. And it's enough for an eagle first down on what looked like a tunnel screen for a first down. Yeah, that was a pretty decent little call offensively right there. Taking advantage of some of the aggression on that front line. They threw a little underneath screen right there for a good pitch and catch, giving them the first down out to the 35. Cabell getting ready for a snap from the, sh the left hash mark out of the shotgun. Quick throw to the left side, breaking two tackles at the 45, then pushed right back from there is Ishawn Myers. A solid gain. It's a pickup of what we'll call nine as the referees say, second down and one coming up for GW. Yeah, 
GW right now is showing a little bit of offense through the air right now. That was a nice little comeback route for the Eagles. On time, good route, pitch and catch for nine yards. 9.57 and counting down in the second quarter. JF3, GW nothing. Handoff, breaking through one tackle, enough to get the first down. As it looked like it was Jaden Glenn on that carry up to the 47 to move the sticks for DW. Needed one, got three. Yeah, I tell you what, he really likes to like to spin and, and slash at that line of scrimmage. He initially had some contact, and he did a little spin move to get an extra couple yards right there before they were able to stop him. But that was enough for the first down. 9.35 remaining in the first half. JF lead 3-0. GW trying to get back into Cavalier territory, and they will. As a handoff off the left side to Eli Bridges, Bounces out between the hash marks and the numbers inside the 50 down to the 46. And he gains seven on first down. And GW, they've got a rhythm going here offensively. They do, and they're going no huddle. They are pushing their offense right now, getting to play in quick to try to get the defense off, off guard. Four-man front for JF. Handoff to Bridges left side, and he slices down to the 43. It looks like enough for another Eagle first down. Yeah, they got something working right now on this drive right here. And the defense right now, those front four really need to help out on these runs, especially between the tackles. And that's really what they're doing right there, running that football. Three first downs on this drive for GW. JF was methodical on their opening drive. Now it's the Eagles' turn as they're at the Cavalier 43 on the left hash mark mid-second quarter. Four-man Cavalier front, shotgun snap from Cabell, and a play fake, floating it over to the left side, grabbing it, spinning, and then dive past the original line of scrimmage as Jalen Dabney, the tight end, fell down and gained one, second and nine coming up. A little play action right there, and it had a receiver uh, coming off from the up-back position. He was really running just a rail route right there, but the throw was so low, but him being able to catch it, he lost his balance basically for a minimal gain, if any. Second and we'll call it nine for GW at the JF 42. Ball on the right hash this time. Four-man Cavalier front pitch to the left side. Glenn tries to turn the corner, has it at the 40, and he's finally pushed out of bounds as he keeps fighting down to the 38. Nice job to get four yards out of that for Jaden Glenn, and we'll call it third down and a long five coming up for GW. Well, that was a really, that was the outside zone. That was a long stretch run right there, and he was able to, Jaden did a good job stringing out, but he slowly was able to work his way upfield for about a good four-yard gain on that, and really all of it was lateral. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot upfield. Shotgun snap coming for GW, a four-receiver set as to the capital is Glenn. A pull after approaching the line of scrimmage, back moves Glenn from the right to the left hip pocket, and it's a and it is a handoff to Glenn there at the 40. Pursued by one Cavalier, grabbed the jersey from behind at the 38. As GW wanted a horse collar, there were three referees in front. Pull out the yellow handkerchief, and it sets up a horse And a chance for JF to get off the field. Fourth down stop. Referees actually say it's a loss of a yard from the 39 back to 40. Well, that was a big play there. They were able to to go ahead and he his jersey. It did look like a horse collar because it was from behind. All three referees were right there, and there was a flag. So what a job by making a stand after giving up some big downs. Down 
nothing coming up for GW, but now looks they're content to boot this ball away. Cavalier with one back deep. It's Damian Willis. Otherwise, still a coverage. Waiting for the punt. Stevens does his right foot into it. It's going to bounce around 16 of JF. Roll up to the 20. We hit a GW player. And the referees say that's where it's marked, even though it hit the GW player and rolled back toward the JF. 18 referees say it hit the player, the 20. And that's where JF will begin. Three nothing Cavaliers lead. And what coach has very much been a defensive affair. It's kind of been, but don't break for but these defenses, though. Offenses have moved, but when defenses have needed to buckle down, they have. Yeah, no, this has definitely been a chess match now. These two teams, they both look fairly even so far. We're a quarter and a half, and they're looking both pretty even on defense. Pitch to the left side, Parker 15. to help. And Kim up the 24, and that's the pickup for Jay. Second and six on the way, and it's kind of testing the patience of this JF Flynn coach. Can they continue to stay disciplined and fight their way and pick four? the sound of winter in one of the Forest Youth Athletic Association's most popular sports, basketball. Registration runs October 1st through November 1st. The longer you wait to sign up, your chances of finding a team go from a slam dunk to a half-court heave. So register as soon as possible to ensure your child aged 5 to 18 develops his or her skills while learning principles like fair play and sportsmanship. Visit forestyouth.org to find the league that's best for you and to sign up ASAP. Football is here, and what pairs better with football than wings? East Coast Wings and Grill has America's best wings with 50 flavors to choose from, like their fan favorites, Honey Barbecue, Raging Ranch, Teriyaki Ginger, Caribbean, and so much more. Mix any flavor with one of their seven heat indexes to get the perfect heat for you. Also try their Angus Beef Burgers, like the mac and cheese burger topped with onion rings. Visit EastCoastWings.com for a full menu. East Coast Wings and Grill, 193.99 Forest Road in Lynchburg. Coach Kennedy here, and I'm here to introduce you to the fastest growing church in Forest, Virginia, Impact Church. If you want to find out how to be on the winning team for eternity, Impact Church is a place for you. Here is more now from Pastor Brad. Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Brad from Impact Church in Forest, and I want to extend a special invitation to you and your family 
to join us each Sunday at 10 a.m. at our new location in the Jefferson Forest High School Auditorium. We are a church that stands on and preaches all of God's Word unashamedly because we believe and know that God changes lives through His Word. Impact has a heart for evangelism, a mission to make disciples who follow Christ. Left hash mark. Four receivers set, three to the wide right. He'll take the shotgun snap, rolls to his right, steps up in between the pressure, and fires to the far side incomplete. He wanted Jamarcus Johnson just inside GW territory, but he could not lunge and pull that in. And now fourth down coming up for JF and what has been a punt fest after the early opening drive that ended in a 30-yard Cam McClendon field goal. Yeah, that was, again, sprint out just like before. This time, nobody open. He tried to get throw one into the uh, to an out route over on the sideline, was not able to make the connection right there, and now they're putting themselves in fourth and long to punt right here. Sechi fields a bit of a high snap, pulls it down, and punts it away. It bounces at the 30, takes a JF roll out of bounds on the left sideline at the 23, and that's where GF will be, GW Danville will begin their fourth drive of the game. JF scored on the opening drive of the game, Got into the shallow red zone, ended up settling for a 30-yard Cam McClendon field goal, and that's really been it. GW, they've moved a couple times into JF territory, but the drives have stalled out around the 35-40 yard line of JF. They've ended up punting, and JF has done much the same. Yeah, this has been a this has been a great playoff atmosphere. Great playoff. Two tough teams right now, just really battling it out, especially defensively trying to figure out these offenses and put a stop to them for the most part. That's exactly what's been happening. Step, Cavill, quick throw, far side ball deflected and picked off. Parker, 20, right side, 15, 10, 5, and he sprints into the impact church end zone for a 20-yard pick six. Wow, what a great job right there to get a little a play that normally it would have been an incompletion, but the ball bounced high enough in the air for Parker to come out of his safety position and get over there and pick it off and then get up the sideline for the first big touchdown, the first big break of the game goes to the Cavaliers. And it looked like it was Raekwon Blake who deflected that ball, and Parker was in there in coverage, kind of just dropping back on a zone, and the ball went right to his arms. Snap JF, and it looked like they were going to line up to go for two, but a full start called right before then. And now JF may have to just line up for the traditional extra point. They've got a double-digit lead now, or a two-possession lead. Not yet double digits, 9 nothing, with the extra point coming up. Kind of clunky, and now JF, they went with that muddle-huddle offset look where you've got a center snapping it from the middle of the field to a kicker, and then all the blockers are lined up to the left with the exception of a couple on the right. Snap, it's high, it's down, kick from McClendon is up. And this one's right down the middle to make it 10-0 JF off the pick six. 5.57 to go in the first half. This is JF Cavalier Football presented by TrostLaw.com. At our house, fall is a busy time. School's back, running kids to practice. It's a lot to keep up with. That's why we love Perry and Woolwine Family Dentistry. They're family-owned and family-focused, specializing in general and family dentistry with unique skills for restorative dentistry when, well, the unexpected happens. They took care of me as a kid. Now they're taking care of me and my kids. Perry and Woolwine Family Dentistry, 2229 Mural Road, Lynchburg. 
As a privately owned nonprofit organization, the Forest Youth Athletic Association thrives off volunteers. Volunteering with the FYAA ensures children throughout the Forest community have a local place to participate in sports like wiffle ball, t-ball, baseball, softball, lacrosse, soccer, football, flag football, basketball, and cheer. FYAA depends on volunteers and needs your support, whether that's volunteering your time, money, resources, or a combination of your gifts. Visit forestyouth.org to learn more about how you can support FYAA. Welcome back to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football, presented by Trost Law. Picked up around the 11 in the middle of the field, up to the 20, 25, 30, grabbing the jersey from behind. JF still carrying defenders as Eli Bridges gets up past the 40 to the 44 for GW Danville. But give JF credit, they held on to the back of Bridges' jersey. Otherwise, he was poised to break it, and he raced the momentum JF just grabbed off the 20-yard pick six thanks to the deflection of Raekwon Blake and the interception return for a touchdown of Cam Parker. Well, good, a good job right there by the Eagles getting some solid good field position on this kickoff to help their offense out right here. Referee spotted at the 43, handoff, no, play fake, keeping it as Cabell, and on his back, Devin Parks jumps to bring him down after a gain of one. Parks just skied onto the back of Eli, of Neo Cabell, and helps to wrestle him down for no gain, second and 10. 5.30 to go, first half, JF 10, GW 0, opening round of the high school football playoffs for 4A. Yeah, zone read right there, and the quarterback decided to pull it and keep it himself, and there was nothing there. He got tackled after no gain. Cabell motioning a man to try to get set. He wants Pat Taylor to get set. Flags come in, handoff left side, hit. Is Jaden Glenn on the left side was hit in the 47 and ping ponged up to the 50 on the left side to hash mark, but it looked like Taylor might not have been set, and that's why that flag may have come in, and that's exactly what the referees say. And the illegal procedure penalty backs up GW. This is the second drive now, Coach, where we've seen penalties derail things. GW is on the move on their opening drive, and if it's not for a holding penalty that sets them back to second and 14, and then a Delay of game that makes it second and 19. They might have kept driving. Now this time they have another penalty, and it's a five-yard variety, but avoidable. I tell you what, they, they went with their option play right there. Quarterback, running back in that pitch relationship trying to get to the outside and they had some positive yards, but again, the penalty negates that, and they got it to stop hurting themselves. They want a chance to win this playoff game. Cabell looking over to the sideline and looking to get everybody set. will walk up to the line of scrimmage, now drop back. And waiting for it. Whistles are blown again. This may have taken too long to develop. A flag comes in, and it seems like a delay of game is coming on GW, and it is. This has got to be frustrating for Nick Anderson because GW has shown movement offensively, and yet these are pre-snap penalties that are self-inflicted. Yeah, and again, that's what derailed them uh, previous uh, possession right there after they were had uh, put together a number of first downs and I know that the, the Danville coaches were complaining because the official the back official who's counting the delay and counting the countdown is on the opposite sideline and they originally were complaining about that. Cabell play fake firing across the middle grabbing it 40 up past the 45 to the 50 yard line give Eli Bridges a lot of credit on that as almost all of that penalty yardage is negated on the slant route 
And it now gives GW a very manageable third and three, a game of 17 on that play. Yeah, and that was a simple slot slant right there, and the safety got over there way too late, and he was trying to catch him from behind, and that, that was the defense right there. They should have been able to recognize that for uh, uh, route a little bit sooner, and that safety should have come over and helped out. GW Danville, third down and three from just inside the 50-yard line, just inside JF territory as Cabell gets ready for the snap. Jaden Moon to his right, snap, no, it's Bridges. Gets it on the handoff and sledgehammers his way right to the first down marker where he's hit and pushed back. The initial indication is he may be about a half yard shy of the first down and what is no doubt four down territory for GW. Yeah, that's close enough. They either have to measure or they'll go ahead and give them the first down. Nope, fourth down is what the referees say. Fourth down and a half yard, maybe, and GW on the QB keeper just lines up, goes for it, and gets about a yard and a half, and that's easily a first down for the Eagles. Well, i tell you what. I, I thought they were going to measure, and then they decided not. They, they weren't going to measure. They just put the ball down, and Danville did a great job. They lined up immediately and snapped the ball as soon as the ball was basically on the ground. GW will get the ball to start the second half as well. They trail at Jefferson Forest, 10-0, three minutes and counting down. In the second quarter, ball will be snapped this time from right above the F in JF as GW works to the impact church end zone to our right. Shotgun snap, Cabell takes it himself into the heart of the JF defense. Nobody's full there. Four Cavalier defenders converge. Brighton Witt, Wrigley Cooling. Also in on the stop was Luke Calkins and Devin Parks and maybe a couple of other Cavaliers as well. well I tell you what, I think. I think they got that play right there from last week's LCA film right there because they pulled, they tried to pull the backside guard and tackle almost like the the, the, the uh, old counter tray right there. And that's, I wonder if they made that play up a little bit from watching the uh, LCA game last week. Snap on second down and 11, a little high, but pulled in. Dropping back, screen pass, left side, juking out of Brighton Witt's tackle, but then hit at the 45 and wrestled by three Cavalier defenders. Down right there, all that work to gain just a couple of yards for Jaden Glenn. And now to be third and nine coming up for GW Danville. i tell you what, they came back with a little underneath screen play right there. And they had run that underneath screen play before for some pretty good yards, but that time, JF did a little better job recognizing that and getting getting around the uh, the screen guy a little bit quicker for really minimal gain on that. Raquan Blake down on the far side. He's grabbing his right leg. It might be in the neighborhood of cramping. You would not expect that, Coach, with the temperatures being around 55 today, and it's dropped down here since the start of this one. But this is a playoff game where there's maximum exertion and guys are pushing themselves to the limit. You can heat up a little more than – most of us that are not on the field would think. Yeah, and that's, it does look like he's stretching it like it's a, a calf, probably uh, exactly cramp up in there. And, and again, some of these guys right now are going full speed every single play right now. And again, they want to should have been hydrating all the way through the week. But yeah, you wouldn't think that would happen. But again, those kind of things do happen. 46 degrees, the temperature in case you're worried, kind of a damp 46 as Blake gets up, he'll limp off under his own power, but it doesn't look like it's anything that is supremely serious as there are medical personnel around him, but not helping him off. So third and nine coming up for GW after what's also essentially a timeout for both those teams 
152 and counting down when they reset this clock here in the first half. GW trails JF 10 nothing. They've got the ball in Cavalier territory. Uh, what that did was that gave Danville time to really talk about this third and long play right here. And they snap it, and flags come in. It's blown dead. Is GW looking extremely frustrated that they might have committed another pre-snap penalty? And in particular, the center, Isaiah Candy, one of the leaders of the offensive line, looks very frustrated that a drive that has had promise and still is not derailed, but a bad penalty at an inopportune time. Yeah, and again, they they are continually making these kind of procedure penalties before the snap of the ball, and at this juncture of your season, those things should not be happening at all. So now third and 14 from the midfield stripe. Shotgun snap coming to Cabell. He'll take it and roll over to his right, looking to throw all the ways under duress. He's hit, throws it into the ground as Wrigley Colling was on his backside. The referees debating whether they're going to throw an intentional grounding. It got past the line of scrimmage, though, and it was passed outside the pocket as well. So no flags come in. Yeah, if you're JF, you like it, but I do see where the referees were coming from on that. Well, I tell you what, they, they, they're running sprint out. They were running sprint out, and he sprinted out, but Wrigley Cowling coming all the way off the backside. They were zone blocking that. They didn't even block him off that backside, and he just sprinted and was able to track him down before he released the football. GW to punt this away and getting it off cleanly is Stevens. Bouncing at the 20, takes a GW roll to the 10. Now picking it up there on the far side. Breaking a couple of tackles is Parker. He's got a wall of blockers at the 20. Left side, 25-30. Breaks another tackle at the 35, and he's pushed out of bounds at about the 39 with 104 to go in the first half. And what that realistically does, Coach, as risky as that was for Cam Parker to pick it up, he returns that for 29 yards. And with JF and GW both having three timeouts, if JF is backed up at their own 10, they may go conservative and GW might use timeouts. Now JF is at least in position to think about running plays and possibly utilizing their three timeouts. Yeah, that was a that was a very dangerous play right there, and it paid off with the gamble because after he let it bounce a couple times, the, the, the punt team going downfield actually – kind of slowed down and let up thinking he was just going to let it die. And then he picked it up and took off. Bell gets ready for the shotgun snap from the left hash mark. And he throws it look like miscommunication between Calkins and Bell. Calkins was cutting in. Bell thought he was going to break out, harmlessly falling into the turf right in front of the JF bench. Second and 10 coming up. Yeah, they uh, miscommunication definitely on that route, what they were trying to set up right there. And again, that puts them in second down. But again, they have enough opportunity here. They can get some uh, drive and get in field goal position, at least have a chance for a field goal potentially before this second quarter winds down. Bell takes the shotgun snap. He's looking to throw. Cox and launches it right side. Sees a man open for Parker. And it looked like there was contact. It was Jamarcus Johnson, the intended receiver. And it looked like they were going to get Eli Bridges for grabbing him. And whether that's a 10-yard hold or a 15-yard interference, JF looks like they're going to pick up some yards here. Well, I tell you what, it was it was definitely overthrown, but I don't know if the defender had reached out and grabbed the receiver because it almost looked like he slowed down and stopped. And then the flag came in. And now I think... They will go against the Eagles. And whatever it is, it's a good sales job, if nothing else. 
as it's a pass interference, and that ball will go from their own 39 to the GW 46. No, they're going to say it's a defensive hold to the 49, not a pass interference. So five fewer yards, pass interference is 15 yards. Defensive hold is 10 in high school and college, five in the pros. Well, that gives them a new set of downs right here. Gives them an opportunity again to work this ball down the field with plenty of time and some timeouts available. Bell, shotgun snap, drops back, well protected, floats it down the middle of the field, and it's incomplete as he had Damian Williams, but it was slightly underthrown and allowed a breakup to happen at about the 20-yard line as Devontae, as Avante Fitzgerald broke that up, and now there's a flag in the backfield in the neighborhood of a roughing the passer, and we'll see if it's that or if it's a hold on JF. Yeah, it looks like JF's backing up. Might be a hold, but yeah, if he throws that a little bit farther now, that, that might have been a touchdown. It was underthrown for sure. And you're right, Coach. It is a hold on Jefferson Forest, and it's going to back them up, and it'll move them back to the 39 on what will now be first and 20. JF, three timeouts. GW Danville, they've also got three timeouts. Clock, 48 ticks to go before halftime. It has been a defensive-heavy affair, including the only touchdown of the game. Bell shotgun snap, swing pass right side, breaking a tackle at the 40, but not much doing after that pass play as Johnson gets up to about the 43, maybe the 44, and a timeout called by JF. Even though they've got third down and long coming up with 41 seconds to go in the first half, we will take a break and find out what they draw up when we return after this on JF Cavalier Football, presented by Trostlaw.com. Now you feel it. You wake up. Step outside and go, wow, it's getting cold. It's going to get colder, too. So now is the time to call Black Goose Chimney Service. Plenty of Virginia homeowners are calling Black Goose Chimney Service to make sure their chimneys are ready for the cold winter months. Don't get stuck with a cold house when you can enjoy the warmth of a fireplace, wood stove, and comfy, cozy home. Call Black Goose Chimney Service and visit blackgoose.net. Welcome back to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football, presented by JF GW Danville Zero. 41 seconds remaining, first half. JF burned their first time out. They've got two. GW with all three remaining. Eagles will get the ball to start the second half. So JF getting ready for a second down in 16. And a shotgun snap to Bell. He'll take it. Drops back to his left. He's got all day to throw it on the left sideline. Looking for a wide open. Parker who comes back to the ball. No flags come in, and that actually looked more like interference as Bell threw that pass slightly short. Parker tried to break back for it, but in lockstep was Eli Bridges, and the referee say no flag. Well, again, G or, uh, JF's doing a great job getting guys behind the coverage, but, the, but those deep passes right there by Josiah Bell are coming up short. I mean, again, if he throws that sooner or throws it another – uh, seven or eight yards deeper, those are completions, but he's got to figure that out. The timing on the deep ball is not there tonight, and they just focused on the intermediate stuff. Third and 16, JF from their own 43. Ball, a couple shades in from that right hash mark as Bell gets ready for it. Three receivers to the wide left. Bell takes it, fakes the throw, and a handoff, and dragging a couple of defenders. Ethan Boone, he'll get to about the 45. That's it. Brought down there, and it looks like GW is going to spend a timeout with 24 seconds to go before halftime, and they will. They'll force JF to have to punt this ball away. We'll keep it here. Yeah, that's going to force uh, 
Cavaliers to uh, to punt the football right here and get this ball punted off right now. Danville taking their timeout, knowing they're going to get this ball back right here. But I really feel like they missed some opportunities right there. Uh, again, a couple deep balls, but again, uh, Josiah Bell just not able to make those connections on those passes that are 25, 30 yards or deeper. Uh, just haven't been there tonight for him. Not really. And for both these teams, frankly, they found it hard to sustain long drives. If it's not for the Raquan Blake deflection that resulted in a Cam Parker 20-yard interception return for a touchdown in the earlier portion of this second quarter, it would even feel tighter for JF than it still does at a 10 to nothing margin. They're going to punt it away, snapped at their own 45. Sechi has got it. Not much of a rush. Puts his right leg into this. And Bridges will actually let it bounce at the 20. It's going to take a JF roll inside the 10, inside the 5. And down to at the 1. So down to the 1. 13 seconds to go before halftime. And I would imagine we'll see just something like a QB draw from GW and JF probably getting fairly... Uh, Fairly conservative in their defensive calls here to make uh, sure it just stays in front of them. You couldn't ask for a better scenario on that punt right there. Nice punt. Uh, return man decided to let it go. It took a JF roll all the way down inside the one-yard line. That really is going to make things tough right now on the uh, Danville Eagles coming out on the shadow of their own goalpost. JF, two timeouts. GW with three. Should they choose to run something that might utilize them 10-0, JF with the lead over GW Danville. Eagles backed up to their own end zone. It looks like they're going to go with a tight formation, almost like they might do their own variation of the famed tush-push. As Cavill under center, QB keeper dives forward up to about the two, and the clock shows eight, seven, and six and counting down before halftime. And it looks like GW, they are content, as will JF, to let us get to halftime. It has been a defensive slugfest here in the first half. We will recap what transpired when we return and look ahead to the second half, plus scores from our own Ty Tracy. All of that still to come. JF 10, GW Danville 0, as we're at halftime of JF Cavalier Football, presented by Trostlaw.com, game one of the 4A playoffs. <laughs> 